Welcome to Motherhood Behind the Scenes. I'm Jennifer Norris-Hale, the founder and director of Mission Motherhood. And in this series up to now, we've been talking with moms who have been sharing their vulnerable experiences with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, um, and their journeys through that. Um, and today we're going to kind of take a little bit of turn and make it uh, something that we all might um, understand and have kind of carried along with us. Um, today we have uh, my friend and I will say the backbone of this operation <laughs> at the moment, um, Christy Sprunger, who has found herself in this gray area of have not, having not experienced postpartum depression, but also dealing with the everyday difficulties um, and triumphs and challenges of, of motherhood. So I'm excited to have you here. Um, I really feel like this is a fun area to talk about. Um, and this is kind of what brings us all here, you know, and yeah. in our past, we might have, in, in my past, I have had, ex, you know, postpartum depression, but it's not my everyday anymore. Um, and so as we continue on as mothers, our everyday looks different <laughs> every day, <laughs> especially, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> especially in the thickness of <clears throat> toddler, toddler season. So why don't you share a little bit about yourself and where you're at and yeah. you know we can go from there. Yeah, when people ask about, uh, well when I tell people I have kids, the, the next thing I usually say is they're five and a half and two and a half. <laughs> and what I typically mean kind of behind those words is we are in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because sometimes people look at me like, you know, oh okay, you shared your children's ages, but moms who either have already surpassed those ages or who are also around those ages, give me this very knowing look mm -hmm. um, because I, we're truly in the thick of it by way of like sibling rivalry and learning to play together and right. two is such a magical age but you know they go in and out of being the sweetest most charismatic character <laughs> yeah. to like a child I don't even recognize. <laughs> um, so yeah I, I usually say we're in a season of, of challenge um, and a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I yeah. I definitely understand that, and it's and it can be exhausting. Um, and one of the things that we've kind of you know even and talked about as we become mothers or as or being on this journey, is you know motherhood in theory and motherhood in actual practice. So, you know we can have all the books and we can have all the apps and we can have everything that kind of like will tell us maybe what to do or, you know, how to, how to manage it, but actually in the moment can be very different. And we don't, you know, we don't talk about that very much. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably one of the toughest things for me about motherhood was the inability to, um, become an expert <laughs> in yeah. it quickly because yeah. I'm still, nor will I probably ever be there. And so in my life up until the point of motherhood, if I wanted to learn something, I was really inquisitive. Let me read the book on it. Let me mm -hmm. try to master this skill. Um, so for instance, running. I remember I decided one day, like, I really think I'd love to be a runner. And I had maybe three or four goes at it. It didn't happen. <laughs> but then eventually I, I did this like couch to 5K program. Mm -hmm. And I, I can run a 5K. Not well, not fast, but I can, <laughs> you do, can it. do it. And so there's the sense of like, if I want to learn something or do something, maybe I do have the ability to kind of become a master at it. Mm -hmm. And then came along motherhood um, I anybody who knows me intimately knows I'm a planner I'm very much type a I had all the books I read them all I had you know checklists of things 
joked with somebody the other day, we even had a how to introduce your dogs to your baby book <laughs> yes. because that was also on my list. Um, and then when my daughter came along, there was just item after item that I was not prepared for, nor did I feel good at. Um, feeding, sleeping, uh, right now discipline, um, mm -hmm. even employing all of the methods that the books describe. I just feel like it's a learn-as-I-go process, and I have to be okay with my own failure more than I am comfortable with. And how did that, <clears throat> so as we become moms, especially with a, a mom who is a planner and who has the schedule, how did that having your daughter and now your son change um, your world? <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways. Um, and, and at the end of the day, all for the good. Yeah. Uh, even on the days when I right. tell myself it's more <laughs> difficult. So for me, um, my kids have done two things. They've helped me live more intentionally and let go mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. Um, when people ask me about this, I think specifically about uh, this decluttering challenge that I did because that's my personality type. <laughs> um, over New Year's, okay. there was this decluttering challenge and uh, people were supposed to post pictures of their home before and after and there were little things like day one was decluttering your fridge and taking everything off your the front of your fridge and the top of your fridge and it was so interesting because there were so many moms in the group and what I actually took away from it was other people's houses look like mine there's clutter in the photos other people are living in their space mm -hmm. um, so often on social media you know all of us have this inclination to portray the perfect photo I will I mean I'm guilty of this and I know other moms have too. Shove all the toys into <laughs> yeah. one corner, shove all the laundry into the other, and we'll just take this one photo mm -hmm. in this clean space. And it's it's almost harmful to us as moms because then my perception is everyone else's life is perfect mm -hmm. and mine's a mess. When in actuality, we're all living in the mess yeah. in a lot of ways, right? <laughs> Deeply. And so yeah. I didn't declutter my house. Uh, and so that's just one of many um, kind of endeavors I set off you know, to do but took away that other people are living in a space where they just need their house to be functional. Mm -hmm. We're not in a season of having like a spotless home. Mm -hmm. And ironically, although that seems really trivial, a lot of moms have had this conversation with me about their space and their homes and how difficult it was to go from having control over keeping their homes clean and tidy to having a child enter the space and struggling with you know, the inability to keep their space the way it was before mm -hmm. while still wanting their child, I said to somebody the other day, have you know um, the ability to play and enjoy the space too and they live there as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, that has been a struggle, yeah. I've let go I've employed methods that work for us. Is my house spotless? Nope. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and unless you have, like, I mean, I, I don't even, unless you, I mean, there is nothing to have in place of a childhood. You know, in, in the old days, it might have been like you need to be seen, not heard type of a situation. Yep. But it's very, very much very different now. And I think conversations are changing as well into, you know, uh, allowing your kids to have their space gives you access to being a present parent as well. So you can engage with them in their natural habitat. <laughs> and that's that intentionality. That's yeah. absolutely, I feel that on a regular basis because my kids will want to do something like go outside and I'll look behind me at the living room and I'm think, my inclination is to say, this is my type A, we haven't picked up the toys that are inside yet. But instead of, I, and I used to, that was our task first. Yeah. I have to stop myself and intentionally say, my kids want to play with me in this mm -hmm. moment. So we're going to leave the mess because we have plenty of time to pick it up. Um, yeah. And we're going to go outside and we're going to get muddy. 
Um, we're going to get dirty and we're going to have a good time. And those are the memories I want my kids to have from childhood. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that too, because I, or your inclination is to clean it up first. Well, my, I still haven't learned that. Where is my level of not, where, where's my level of, uh, accepting? I don't, if that makes sense. Like the house will be a mess up to the point where I can't take it anymore, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's where, and then I'm like, okay, now we're all cleaning up. So where, where is that balance? Absolutely. You know? There's a um, threshold. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And I'm like, okay, now. <laughs> I have one too, where if we go, if my house never meets my pre motherhood <laughs> threshold, I'll just say that, but I've become okay with it. Mm -hmm. And if we go way above the threshold where I start to get super stressed, my husband can sense it mm -hmm. and I'll come home the next day after work to like dishwasher loaded, counters wiped down, oh, house wow. vacuumed. And that's been like a really intentional conversation between the two of us. I've said, I, I've let go and he knows that even mm -hmm. though I think he probably <laughs> wishes I could let go some more. Yeah. Um, he knows that intentionally on his part, you know, we just operate better if we can both give in a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, One of the things, too, that we had kind of been talking about um, within that is you're not just a mom at home, but you're a mom at work, too. Um, whereas your work might not follow you home. I mean, sometimes in our day and age it might. But what, is that, what does that look like for you? Yeah. Um, I, I want to caveat my answer by saying I know not everybody has, I, I see that what I'm about to say is a privilege and it's taken a lot of um, practice and me becoming an advocate for myself to get here. Um, my hope is that all employers will see mothers this way, mm -hmm. but I know that we're gradually kind of running towards that goal. Um, when I went back to work after becoming a mom, I found myself compartmentalizing my identity. So at home, I was a mom, even though I was still trying to check emails and mm -hmm. you know do work-related things on the clock as a mom. Um, and then I'd go to work and it was almost like I left being a mom at home and it just wasn't working for me. Uh, because when you become a mom, that is your identity mm -hmm. um, in almost every sense. It's not as if I can go to work and forget about my kids. Mm -hmm. They are first. Um, I think about them, you know, while at work all the time. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I started doing, whether I was already in a position or being hired for a new position, was gently and appropriately making it clear that I'm a mom first. And so I want to set the expectation and the hope and mutual agreement that my family is really important to me. And while I'll always give 100% at work, I am a mom and I want to make sure that, you know, we're on the same page in terms of my kids and my family coming first. Yeah. And I've been really pleasantly surprised with how people have responded. Um, mm -hmm. I even had somebody say once, I prefer to hire moms because right. their ability to multitask, prioritize and get things done is yeah. unparalleled. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, can I work for you for the rest of my life? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've had, I've similarly had situations, well, I've had kind of both spectrum where um, when I first became a mom, they, I had already been at the company for a long time. They knew that, um, that I was a hard worker, that I would get stuff done. And so I had, I was fortunate to have flexibility in that. Although I was like, well, I don't want the flexibility because then that indicates that, you know, you know, and then I have some type of privilege or how I, ha now I have to work harder to, yeah. you know, the messages that we tell ourselves. Um, but I appreciated that opportunity. And then I've also had it where, you know, I, you know, if I could just shift my hours a little bit, then I can, um, then I can pick up my kids earlier and we can have a longer day. And I had to justify that. And it, it blew my mind that shifting 
my work hours. Uh, this was pre-COVID. Yep. <laughs> um, when you knew, when you're I knew, get the same exact, if not more, right. accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, if there are any employers listening, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hire moms <laughs> and be flexible. <laughs> yeah, I, I think moms. We have this inclination to feel like we have to prove ourselves right. in the workplace because we're a mom. Mm -hmm. So I think, at least I had in my mind, this is what they're going to think as soon as they learn I'm a mom. They're going to think I have a lot on my plate and I, am I going to be able to handle what's required of me at work? And I'm thinking, let me show you, let me prove to you how I can handle this and so much more mm -hmm. because I've learned that about myself as a mom. Right. The ability to do more than I ever thought was possible amidst all the struggles, right? Mm -hmm. Because it is definitely not sunshine and rainbows. No. Um, is what I wish em employers would look at moms and think is mm -hmm. we really do a lot and can handle a lot more than uh, that fear we bring to the table that I'm going to have to prove myself in this space because I'm a mom. And the things that we do, we, you talked about like efficiency and multitasking and that kind of brings me to the next to the next point which is you know what we talk about and kind of hear about. I don't know I, I say we like <laughs> generally speaking um, but there is the you know the invisible load of motherhood and I preface that by saying I feel like this is something that we've always had that mothers have always carried but I don't think that we've had the words in previous generations to say this is what it is now we can name it now we can call it out and now we can um, work with it in a way that you know helps benefits families you know absolutely how do we share that load together um, so what do you, uh, how does that resonate with, with you? Yeah, the f so I still remember the first time emotional labor, which is exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Um, it was a mom friend at work who said, have you heard of this? And she sent me an article and it was about emotional labor. Mm -hmm. And both of us just sat there <laughs> reading it like this is our life. The, yeah. I can identify with this so much. There's so many unseen things and so much invisible work that goes into running a household that we just, take on and and so do dads right yeah, there's just absolutely. so much additional work to keeping a household running smoothly that flies under the radar and that people don't really account for um, and sometimes I think we forget that we're doing mm -hmm. all that as well um, and taking a step back and realizing I'm putting all this intention and effort into this um, I think it comes back around to like giving ourselves time and grace as well because yeah. it is a lot of additional unseen invisible labor yeah and expectations even in like invisible expectations of you know who's doing what when's what's upcoming what you know what the consequence of x y and z is Absolutely. that we're always thinking out and even having you know supportive partners um it can be it can be you know still difficult to communicate even now that we just have the words and scenarios now we have to like kind of understand what it means and put it into action yeah, as well yeah so um yeah i think so we we were talking earlier as well and i i feel like you just really resonate with with a lot of moms because just that's how motherhood is like motherhood is universal right it's it's an individual experience but it's a universal uh space to be in um and i think the the difficulties every day that we have or I say difficulties like it's begrudging like but <laughs> but the days that we have it is not an easy load to carry neither and I I always want to include fathers because I know that 
the fathers play an extremely important role by you know stepping up and being a part and being involved in their families um, and supporting mothers um, supporting their families um, so I, I want to acknowledge that as well yeah. um, but motherhood as a whole as it is as it is individual it is universal and that's why it's so important that we normalize the fact that some days I do get frustrated or sometimes it's hard for me to see something on Instagram where somebody's house looks nice and my house doesn't look nice and while that might sit differently with you than it sits with me like it's still relevant you know absolutely um, so if we've had you know if we've experienced depression or we've experienced these um, other conditions um, the the pieces of what make motherhood whole um, is just relatable by all moms yeah and so when you talk that's why these groups and just talking to moms is so important because again you don't know who you're going to connect with like you don't know who has the same frustration as you do who has the same scenario as you do and how you guys can kind of work together and build your own little village and circle yeah and sometimes I hesitate to vocalize some of the things that feel difficult to me I think you said it beautifully when we were chatting before we're all in the trenches some mm -hmm. people's trenches are deeper right. and look different but we're all in there and mm -hmm. so sometimes I back up to give somebody space to talk about a really difficult experience they've had and while it's not the same as my experience in terms of I wasn't diagnosed with PPD um, or anxiety you know postpartum but I definitely struggled with being a more depressed version of myself struggling with my identity after becoming a mom mm -hmm. and figuring out how to navigate a new space but sometimes I think we don't always have a space where moms can come together and just say what they're thinking mm -hmm. and feeling and feel comfortable <laughs> doing so yeah when I first became comfortable talking about things that otherwise I felt shameful even bringing to the table was when a mom friend of mine was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm really struggling with the fact that I can't keep my house clean or that I'm nervous about leaving the house because my son might have a tantrum or that I haven't been out shopping um, aside from online shopping because I don't want to take my kids to the store. And I thought I identify with all these <laughs> things and would love to have space to talk about them, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what a lot, this group has done for me mm -hmm. is given me space to identify with other moms and talk about what seems like the everyday ordinary experience mm -hmm. but that actually like de-stresses me quite a bit to be able to yeah. chat about <laughs> with other moms and we and even just personally I have different various groups of just friends who I know like okay this is my group for x y and z this is my group for x y and z um, and some of them crossbreed, but I'm always communicating with them in memes at this point because I think <laughs> it gets across like the emotion, the situation, yeah. visually. <laughs> um, you know, I just that's where that's a quick communication style. That yeah, I have. <laughs> there's something about um, other moms that just get it. It just mm -hmm. you can feel that they feel what you are feeling. Yeah. Yesterday, um, in a conversation somebody said, you know, I get really irritable. And I thought, oh my gosh, I get really irritable. <laughs> yeah. And it's a part of myself I don't love, mm -hmm. but it exists. And I, I'm almost embarrassed and ashamed of it. But hearing another mom um, that, you know, is so graceful in the way that she presents herself, say like, I get really irritable at yeah. home with my kids, <laughs> yeah. makes me feel normal. Yeah. And it helps kind of shift the narrative, um, you know, that we see. Of, of motherhood looking a certain way on social media or sounding right. a certain way when we talk about it in public. Yeah. We, I was talking to a friend the other day, too, um, 
you know, the, the picture-perfect kids. Even, even my, one of my um, sons doesn't quite fully understand social media yet because he's like, they get family pictures. Why can't we do a good family picture? And I'm like, they took 30 pictures like that, like, and I'm trying to explain it to him. And I'm like, and then second of all, you make a goofy face every time. <laughs> so yeah. what, what, what are you trying, what are we missing here? Um, but if it's like, if you knew the back end of what it took for me to get four jittery boys to sit still for a photo, like, you know, we don't post that on social media. Right. The end result does <laughs> yeah. not portray the journey. I've, I've actually struggled a lot with that. Mm -hmm. Um, because I know we're all exposed to a highlight reel of sorts with social mm -hmm. media. And while people have become, and I appreciate this so much, a little more transparent and vulnerable in general on social media, I question myself sometimes. I don't want to post the photo that we worked so hard to get yeah. because I know I'm like this, but this doesn't really portray reality. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, but I don't know if everybody wants to look at the 50 photos it took to get here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. But just an acknowledgement somewhere in the in-between, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I've tried to become a little more authentic and vulnerable, even on social media, so that other moms get a snippet of, like, I want them to understand, no matter what I post, there's a lot behind the scenes. Right. I just don't always know how and where to put it out there. And that's this gray we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's why these conversations, I think, are important to bring um, other moms into the space of discussing things that are relevant and difficult for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because one one high or one low might not be, you know, it's it's not comparable. Like lows are not comparable, um, but you can meet moms in the middle. Um, you can help each other up, um, and you yeah. know that's what that's what the whole purpose of all of this is is to to bring some transparency what to what motherhood looks like for someone to create a little bit more grace and understanding for all of us to, um, as we like enter into our, you know, daily lives that, you know, that one moment of a Instagram reel or whatever, it, it's not, doesn't define, we can't make life choices and feel bad about ourselves or put ourselves down yeah. on a moment, you know? Absolutely. Um, but those are, hopefully those, those are changing, but I do feel like a lot of moms still feel that guilt or that pressure to be perfect. Absolutely. It, it's even in the little things like getting out the door on time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a constant battle in our household. Um, what it takes for us to leave on time. <laughs> I have to pre-plan and it does not always go that way. Um, picking our battles. You know, we were talking in a mom group about mismatched socks mm -hmm. or my daughter showing up at kindergarten in an outfit that just is absolutely ridiculous. But the piece that, you know, her teacher and the rest of the class doesn't see is that was a battle that morning that I just didn't have the energy or the time <laughs> yeah, to pick. And that's okay. Um, and you feel like you're going to be judged even for the trivial things. Right. But when you're a mom, when I see kids in mismatched outfits, I'm like, that mom does not pick her battles just like me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have even gotten to the point, well, not even to the point, like, if you want to wear jammies to school, you wear jammies to school. Like, 100%. Totally fine with me. If, if you're comfortable and confident in your appearance and, you know, go for it. Rock it. I don't, that's, again, not a battle that I'm yeah. willing to fight. Um, and those are important things, and those are things you learn along the way. Like, you throw that book out because that didn't work. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and you start, you know, writing your own, you know, writing your own chapters as well. Um, so kind of as we start to, as we start to, finish and wrap up, um, what has helped you in, in becoming a mom? So we talked a little bit about being intentional. Yeah. Um, so how has that, 
How has that helped you in this whirlwind of chaos every day? Yeah, so for me, something I'm constantly working on is, although I don't compartmentalize my identity between work and home because I bring, you know, mom with me wherever I go, it's being intentional when I am home with my kids. Because I'm a working mom, I'm away from my kids mm -hmm. quite a bit. And so setting boundaries of, you know, and my boss knows this and he's great about it. Work stays at work unless there's an emergency. And so I typically try to stay off my devices while I'm home um, and just be really intentional and present in the moment with my kids. Mm -hmm. Because as a lot of moms talk about, it's, what do they say, the years are... Days are long, but the years are there short. There you go. Yeah, I've heard it <laughs> enough times that I should have it memorized or tattooed somewhere by now. Um, but it's just being intentional about knowing the moments are fleeting mm -hmm. and trying to soak them up while still giving myself space to say, it's okay that I want this day to be over, this moment to be over, it's too much. Mm -hmm. And the other piece is, I think, having empathy for other moms. Um, there's this notion of pre- and post-parent identity for myself. Mm -hmm. I, I just shared on social media and shared with other moms. My son... Uh, having a tantrum on the playground and me football carrying him off um, <laughs> like the champ that I've grown to yeah. be. Yeah, she and she being won. humiliated <laughs> and humbled in the moment, but mm -hmm. knowing like this is being a parent. There are two camps on this playground right now. There's people who just don't yet know or don't know because they haven't lived the experience. I'm getting a lot of stares, but mm -hmm. then there's people who have been there and who are there who can empathize with me. So I need to show up like that for other parents when they're having those moments. Right. Um, so parenthood has definitely been, it's taught me a lot, even outside of my identity as mom and how to show up for other parents as well. Right. And even thinking about it too, like in the first, in these first five years that you're in are so critical just in general. And then we move on and, you know, move on. And, uh, you know, uh, Heather was just saying after this, you know, what is going to be the after yeah. this? Yeah. And just being in the moment with, with our kids and, owning who we are and owning this piece of motherhood that we've, you know, stepped into. Um, it, it can be a very challenge, a very challenging thing, but it's important to have a s s support system around you. Um, but also just owning who you are. And I think, again, <laughs> I say this, you'd be surprised at who will help you. You'd be surprised at da-da-da. It's you'd, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll be surprised at what your employer will say when you're, when you ask for, ask for something when you advocate for yourself yeah I mean there's strength in that's there's strength in advocating um, and so and part of that is owning this piece of season of life that you're in yeah um, I love that so so I just appreciate you being here and sharing with us um, I know that it is something that that we've connected on I, even after like a few years like oh goodness gracious we <laughs> yeah. talk about all things um our kids and motherhood at this time and just normally normalizing it for each other yeah. too um i think that's the best thing we can do in in supporting each other so i just really appreciate you being here and speaking to uh everyone who can relate because we all can <laughs> yeah thanks for having me of course